everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 142 for July 25th, 2018. You know, and normally this is where I uh, I introduce our top Patreon supporters, but you know who I'm going to introduce this week? Us. We haven't done that in a long time. I was just thinking My of that is- yesterday and I forgot to mention it. Synchronicity. Yeah. Tim. Tim, that's Tim who just said that. <laughs> I am Phil. And... Uh, and I think that's everybody. Yep. Uh, sounds anyways, right. <laughs> <laughs> also is Bill, who who gave me I don't know like some gang sign for some reason. Yeah, that's what I thought. There's no Bill audio. Yeah. Just just kidding. Oh. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! You're fired. This uh. week's top Patreon supporters <laughs> are Make Build Modify, <laughs> Stu Morrison. The Godfather, uh, Jimmy DeResta. <laughs> but I'm um, We've been having technical difficulties for those of you who don't know. A <laughs> couple of clowns here. Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Keith Decent, Ryan Ridgely, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, uh, LiquidRC.com, Mike Jeffco, Jim Bashirs, Brad Dudenhofer, uh, Paul Jackman, the boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much. They have. And John Made It. So this has been uh, episode 142, and I think it's been 142 times that we've tried to start this. Uh, Take episode. eight. eight. Eight times? Uh, 141. Really eight? Is that how many times? Uh, no, I, yeah. it's a handful. Yeah, but I was going to say it's just that's pretty much if I understand right what they do over it. Maybe I've said too much. Well, they, they screw up. Repeatedly. Yeah, they do do that. Yeah, yeah. and then they yeah, yeah. Over and then and after over they screw up repeatedly for a again. couple hours, they post it as a podcast. Like, you know, whatever. And then they complain yeah. about us, and then uh, they start. So we're right on schedule. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, Bill, what are you working on? I, I'm having a hard time working on anything because I'm, I'm working too hard at my normal day job, and that's because uh, the Taz man, one of our one of our supporters, my coworker, is on vacation, and uh, I actually have to work. So I've been finding it hard to come home for more than a few minutes at a time and get out in the shop. It's just terrible. I'm getting old. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that does sound terrible. What, do, what are you working on so hard, Phil? Because you, uh, you're yawning over there. You're slamming beers. What, what? I, uh, well, this is out of order. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't feel comfortable doing this. Tim has to go first. What, uh, Tim, what do you want? I'm out I will of order. Answer you're, out of order. <laughs> you're out of order. The whole freaking system is <laughs> out of order. The podcast is out of order. Hey, I did, I did yeah, a thing. A 20, I did a 22 year old thing. Movie. Yeah. yeah. What, yeah, what movie is that from, Bill? Uh, of mice and men. No, hold on. Close. Um, it was um, it was a, nope. it was Scarface. You were so nope. close uh, to the mice and men, but nope. a couple wars were wrong. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. So Al Pacino was the guy that did nope. it. Nope. No, not Al Pacino. Robert De Niro. Nope. I'm out of order. You're out of order. Here's that Johnny. Robert De Niro. No, it's Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Oh, Jack Nicholson. That's right. Yep. And that was a Tom Cruise movie, and it was military uh, themed. Yeah, it's a, a couple good dudes. It was called. 
a few good men. There you go. <laughs> yeah, we. He did that all by himself. <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What What do they say? You can You can drink. You can yeah, be, a, bring a bill to water. Yeah. But, but you, you can't, can't make, make him a name guzzle. the right movie. <laughs> right. Oldest expression in the book. Right, Phil, what are you working on? I just said you have to go first. <laughs> I was trying to see. I wanted to get you into it and then like have you get stuck, you know. All right, I'll go yeah, next. Nice what time. am I working on? I am working on all the same stuff I've been talking about. I'm working on this pinball desk. I'm working on guitars. I've been a little bit slow and sort of methodical and kind of like ADD-ish with my, my work habits. So I'm kind of like, I'm going to work on this for 10 minutes. No, I'm going to go work on that for 10 minutes. And I'm trying to I gotta, I gotta, it's cause it's summer, you know, and it's hot and you just kind of slow more down. More lethargic, not methodical. It's more lethargic. Um, yeah, yeah. But then, and then the other thing that, uh, I, I started, <laughs> he just agrees with I'm, me I'm just, cause he just wants you to stop talking. I just want to move on. Yeah. Um, sure, man. Sure. Whatever. You got it. Yeah. It's kind of like toddlers, you know? Yes. <laughs> Non-smile. Is it, is it melodical? Yes. Yeah. Is that a word? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Good. Sure, buddy. Good job, buddy. You nailed it. Yeah. Do, 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 do. <laughs> High five. <laughs> um, what is that? In, oh, it's a guitar pick. Okay. Um, anyways, uh, the one thing that was kind of interesting this week was I had an opportunity to buy a trailer full of reclaimed wood from uh, my buddy Joe at Urban Miners. He had this sort of deal fall apart where he sells a lot of materials in bulk off of job sites when he's deconstructing buildings and and uh, a guy kind of backed out on the on some stuff. And so he had all this stuff loaded on his trailer, and he needed the trailer empty. And he was like, you know what? I could go empty this in my warehouse, or I can put it up on Instagram and see if someone will give me a few hundred bucks for it. And uh, and so I bought it, and, and then I had to load it into my loft, and it was wet and hot and muggy that day, which is kind of a long day. But uh, I'm pretty stocked up on really old rotten wood now, so... <laughs> <laughs> jackpot yeah, some of it was good stuff some of it was eh, whatever's in the trailer it's kind of a grab bag you know there's some stuff i really wanted and some stuff that was just sort of a pain in the neck to throw in the loft but you know that, that's really interesting the the value that he's got to look at it's like okay i can you know i was going to make x amount of dollars for these for this job that backed out on me now is it worth my time to go you know drive it stock it in the warehouse to get my trailer back to go make more money or should i just right because what no, he's, he's uh, trying to. He's a smart. Yeah, business he's trying man. to work wholesale. That's the right move. And so he's, you know, he's, right. he, you know, he could tear down a barn and and pit, cherry pick the good boards and then sell them to people for eight ten dollars a board foot or whatever. Or he can throw it all on a trailer and sell it for three four dollars a board foot. Uh, or actually, he usually goes by linear foot, even like even cheaper, you know. And um, and right. then just let someone the, the the guy that buys it. So he tends to do that. Like people like larger, you know. Uh, manufacturers or people that are like redoing flooring or barns or siding and he'll sell these large quantities of it and you know a lot of it ends up being no good um but that's you know kind of accounted for so it's, it's like a grab bag or a, a storage exactly. storage auction yeah storage storage locker auction exactly so like in the <laughs> load that i got there's a whole bunch of 21 footers a lot of like kind of like four by four three by four type stuff and some of them are beautiful chestnut and some of them are like you know bug eating pine so <laughs> yeah but I, I see like i think you said on your instagram story there's a lot of uh bread and butter tables and end tables and coffee tables you know in that that pine yeah there was a there's a big stack of it that's um the, the, there was actually a pretty big tobacco industry in connecticut a uh, hundred years ago or so or even less i guess um 
in, in the northern part of Connecticut. And there's all these right when you go into the Hartford Bradley International Airport. Um, there's all you can see a whole bunch of them there. There's like like thirty of these like huge barns. Um, they're like you know a couple hundred feet long, and wow. they're just tobacco barns. And uh, he he deconstructed some of those. Um, as well as some other stuff, and so this this stuff was tobacco barn board. I could tell because it smelled like like tobacco as I was stacking it, and um, I got I think I got addicted to tobacco again from just <laughs> like stacking this wood, you know. So now my new my it's just like the patch. I just rub this old wood against my arms now, and I need a need a fix, you know. But uh, um, it was uh, yeah, and this is the stuff is an inch thick rough sawn pine, you know, coffee table tops, you know, dining table tops, you know, all day. So beautiful. Not not stuff I'm really excited about, but it's stuff that I can I can sell, you know, inexpensively, you know. I wonder if you can market that to people who still smoke. Right, it's pre stinky for you know to like you know. Well, well, I mean, I mean that's what the tobacco industry does is it takes advantage of people. So why not join? You know, yeah, I can say that because I'm coming up on in in I'm two and a half years smoke free, boys. Two and a half years. Good that you. is right. Yeah. I'm I'm well uh, I'm six years now. About nice. yeah, six and a half, something like that. Because it was, uh, it was right That's around. Weird. The, it was right around when I just bought my truck, and I uh, and I bought my truck six years ago because it just this thing came up yeah. on Facebook saying, "Hey, there's a picture from around the time I bought my truck." I was like, "Oh." So that's how. See, just the, just talking about being a smoker causes Phil to cough. That's how clean yeah. your lungs are, buddy. Yeah, that was yeah. weird. He's getting secondhand over the internet all the way in. That's well, why don't you tell us where you are, Phil? I'm, well, other than other than clearing your throat, what else are you working on there? I uh, I'm currently on the uh, the 44th floor here of the uh, Palazzo uh, Hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada, and I'm here for the next eight days. I just landed this morning, and uh, I'm doing the podcast here tonight. But uh, what am I working on? I just finished building a deck in my backyard, so that was well done. Yeah, by I the saw way. that. Thank you. Great. Well, well done. That's a lot of backbreaking that, that, work. That, a little bit of golf clap there for that. Yeah, yeah. No, it was it was backbreaking work because what I did was when I demoed, I didn't just sort of like just smash the whole thing. I kept the substructure so that I could reuse it because it was all still good. So I didn't have to do any new pilings or any joists or anything like that. I just kind of reskinned it. So I took off all the deck boards and I used. What uh, I was chatting with Tim about what I should get as a as a deck wrecker, but my Home Depot didn't have it. But what they did have was something kind of like that it's basically an a 36 inch long crowbar that had two claws one on either side so that you could sort of hook uh, it's hard to explain but you basically stanley stanley makes it right uh no this was another company starts with a g it was red and black so you could you could leverage kind of the way you were talking about you could sort of hang it off of one joist and then rip up the board you could you could do it like that. You sort of get it around the nail holes and then just pry like that. And I'll post a picture because it actually worked out really well. Although uh, it, I think it was cast iron because I snapped the head off where they tried to weld it to the steel huh. head. So I had to go back and get another one. Like they replaced it obviously, but uh, there was, huh. yeah, it was, I actually have a picture of the snapped head. Like it just, it's a- it was bad cast, I guess. Boy. It wasn't unobtainium. It was Chineseium. Yeah, that's yeah. probably for sure what it was. Um, and apart from that, which was which was huge unto itself, but that w- that was four 12-hour days of demo and reconstruction. Um, 
and I built stairs and you know all the railings and stuff. Anyway, so it turned out really well. But there's more work to be done. I'm gonna I'm gonna put some lattice around it to close it off so that animals can't get under the deck and so that it looks nice. And I'm gonna put some deck lighting on there. I was thinking about doing solar, but I think it um, the advice I got is that solar looks like. I was going to say something there. It does not look very good. So instead, I'm going to hardwire some lighting, uh, some some good LED lighting to it. Um, and, and that sort of feeds into what I'm super into right now, which is electronics. And we talked about this. And um, I think that's going to be sort of a direction for, for my making for the next little bit because I'm kind of all over it. I guess the way Bill feels about uh, cigar box guitars. So I'm going to make a nice. Yeah, I'm going to make a little workbench. I'm going to do a series of videos on electronics and, uh, and yeah, that's what I'm into. That's what I'm doing. Is it, I find it a little bit weird that it's called electronics. Electronics makes me think of much more computer type stuff, but I know it's not electronics is circuitry and yeah. you know, electrical wiring and whatnot, mm -hmm. basic electrical. Uh, it's just where I always thought, well, electronics is like, uh, you know, circuit city or radio shack, but it's not, it's more, home wiring and well it's all, it's like radio shack that's that's electronics mm. yeah but what you're uh, well okay that is what i, I think that's what like, phil's talking about yeah I am like projects about that. yeah yeah like like uh for example stupid one but so the baby monitor that we have that we still use because right. i have a one-year-old um right the battery is basically dead on this thing it's a nickel metal halide battery but i want to replace it with lithium so i'm going to I'm, first of all, I have to replace the battery, and then I have to add a boost converter to change the voltage, and then I've got to put in charge circuitry so that I can charge a lithium battery instead of the nickel metal halide. So that's all electronics. Yeah, that's more of what I was thinking of electronics. Mm -hmm. But the few times you've been getting excited about it, it's been working on your air conditioner, and now you're talking about your deck. So I'm thinking yeah. like just regular <laughs> home electrical. No, 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 no. So then no, I'm not talking about home electrical. I am talking about electronics. Okay. But the but the furnace thing did it wasn't it was an electronic circuit board it did get me super into this but it's funny because that was right. like that was AC power and I, I guess electronics usually focused on DC power. I know, but you yelled at me last time and said that's not true, so I didn't want to say anything. But go ahead, no, really, no, that <laughs> circuit board was run on on twenty four volts of, of AC. Uh, anyway, okay. so that's what I'm working on. The topic this week, gentlemen's. Before you say that. I just wanted to oh. say that you inspired me that one of the things I've been wanting to do for a while on, I like switches. Um, and we were talking about it last week when we were talking about, uh, you were talking about your electronics and stuff. And I was like, yeah, it's like, I really do want to up my game on my guitars. And talking about, so yeah. I just wired up a guitar the other day where I put, instead of putting one three-way switch in to toggle between the two pickups, where it's usually the way the way guitars are in there, three-way switch. So it's like forward is the front pickup, back is the rear pickup, and in the middle is both, right? And then some guitars yeah. have three pickups. So this is a five-way switch or whatever. Instead, I put an individual on-off switch for each pickup. So uh, cool. So, I mean, it's like it's not like it's some complicated wiring. It's actually simpler. But um, I just yeah, it's easier. It makes no, it think, more fun. Think about though. this. Like so you, switches, you know? yeah. <laughs> I was I was going to ask you about this. Think, check it out. Um, in your house, you can wire it to where if you walk in the room on one side, you turn the switch up and the light right. comes on. But on the other side, the switch yep. is down. You could have done the same thing with those. Instead of individual off and on switches, you could have wired it three-way switch using two switches. Oh, right, right, right. Like the way you do when you go to the top of the stairs, you turn the light off and then it's – yeah, yeah. Right. Have fun with that. Play with that to, next time. Because you know what? I remember the house I grew up in, my dad did that wiring and it was never right. 
know? <laughs> and it was always like this, like, like, oh, you have to run downstairs and turn the lights off to go back upstairs to turn them on or whatever. Like this whole thing. And so I'm, I got pretty turned off to that at an early age. <laughs> but I'm bummed. Oh, I didn't even mean that, but yeah. You're so funny. Okay, yeah. uh, I'm done interrupting. What's What's the topic this week again? Why don't you just go ahead and walk us right into Me? it? Film. I can't Film. even. I can't even. I can't even obtain how we would come up with a topic. What do you call it? I just. I can't I even. But we're talking about unobtainium. <laughs> it's been a while. Has <laughs> <laughs> been a while. So unobtainium was the name of the metal from the movie Avatar that you just. Uh, I guess was hard or difficult to get. I don't know. It was a horrible name for something like that. But uh, this this topic is really sort of, um, I guess, a part two of last week's topic where it was uh, a space-related name, and that's what we were looking for. In this case, we're talking about reclaimed material and almost having too much of a value for it to the point where you just stare at it and look at it and you're like, uh, my project's not good enough. So I'm not going to use that. And then it just continues to sit there and not get used and over and over again. And I'm super guilty of this. So I feel like I have a, a lot to say here, but I'll- well, I hope you do, because I'm trying to think now how we're going to spend an hour talking about it, but I'm go ahead. Sure, I'm sure one of us will well, upset the that- other and we'll go into some sideways rant for 20 minutes and that'll kill some time. <laughs> there we go. So- All right. Similar to what you're doing currently. <laughs> Who? Tim or me? Uh, Timothy. Moi? Oh, yeah, Tim. <laughs> oui, toi. Anyways. En tout cas, on va parler. So, uh, yeah, so basically uh, when we met the three of us for the first time at uh, at the Making It 100 event, uh, Bill made a, each of us a really nice... Um, I guess it was kind of an on-air sign, right? Made from from a lot of parts from the airport, and it was really cool. And Tim gave each of us a pen and also gave me a stack of really cool reclaimed wood, like a good grab bag of yeah. it. Yeah, I got some wood too. And, uh, Very nice. and I did not know we were giving gifts, so I brought you guys nothing. But um, so this, this grab bag of wood <laughs> – <laughs> I, there's like 15 I know, things I'm, I can interrupt my and say right now, but I'm not going to because <laughs> the gift of you, you walking out onto that parking lot when I first saw you, that was that was gift enough. Let's. I almost I almost knocked you over, I believe, with the hug. Uh, yes, yeah. Actually, we met on that on that dock pier thing. I just sort of came out of nowhere from off the bridge, and I saw you guys, and I was like, wait, yeah, it's like super surreal. Um, but yeah, no, but. It, uh, to be on topic, uh, the when I got home and I started looking at all this stuff that I got from Tim, it wasn't like huge pieces, but they were big enough for the kind of stuff that I do, which is really gifty and you know, sort of sort of small with boxes and that kind of stuff. And uh, and there was some there was some uh, walnut and there was some like old chestnut and I, I don't know, I just sort of was like a little intimidated by. I didn't get any walnut you, or chestnut because you flew. I drove. So I could take a whole bunch of this stuff. Anyway, back to me. So I felt really intimidated by the fact that this was like not the the normal reclaimed, uh, you know, uh, pine pallet wood that I was working with. This was like really nice hardwood stuff. And when it comes to the chestnut, like that's not stuff you can get anymore. Like you can get it, but obviously every, every bit of it that we use up means that there is less of it available. So I, I felt really intimidated by that. So I, it kind of sat 
in a, in a milk crate in my on the floor of my garage for a long time until I sort of just said, you know what? And I just started using it. And actually, I, I made um, I made a chessboard out of the chestnut and some pecan that I got from a desk. And it was a really, really beautiful project. And uh, and I loved it for about 10 minutes till I posted on Instagram and somebody offered to buy it for a lot of money. So, uh, yay, Tim. <laughs> so long story short, I didn't get either one of you guys anything and I made a lot of money off of Tim. Well, not off <laughs> of Tim. Maybe a little. Maybe a little. Yeah. Um, I made this podcast. I don't know. Um, no, but all to say is that I got over myself, figured out a way to to make use of this material, and it, it was it was gorgeous, beautiful stuff. And what I'm trying to say is don't be intimidated by the material. Just use it. Have fun with it. That's what it's for. Not, not only being intimidated by, by it, but I think that as reclaimers, that hoarding thing is what we were talking about a little bit too that comes oh, into yeah. play. It's not – it's not that you just don't want to use a certain material. It's just like, you know, it's, have your cake and eat it too. If I use it, I won't have it. Yeah. You know, even if it's, you know, you just, I got a whole, and I've been de-hoarding uh, for a couple of years now. And I'm finally at a point where I'm happy with the things that I've kept around the house. Uh, some of the special things that I've gotten from people and um, just knowing that I can go out and get what I want, but it's not all that special sometimes, you know, even like, I think the example I gave is like, if you have this beautiful piece of ebony wood and you never do anything with it just because you, you don't want to not have it anymore. If you do something with it, you'll not have it. Especially if you, if Phil gives it to me and I make something and then sell it for a lot of money. <laughs> I'm not, I don't really get what you're saying there. I don't really get it. I, I'm not following. I, I, uh, have that, you know, it's like the, there's that hoarder mentality, you know, and I'm not a hoarder. Like I'm a, you would never, people that have watched my videos or been to my shop would, would never believe me in a million years. And I say, it, but I'm like a minimalist. Like I don't really want anything in my life, but somehow I managed to fill up like 4,000 square feet with crap, you know, because uh, I'm like too thrifty or frugal or, you know, I have this like environmental bug or I just, I hate seeing waste. And, and I know it's a drop in the bucket. But uh, like I'm always like, oh, I can do something with this and something with that. Lately, I've gotten better, and um, because I have things that have been sitting up there for like years now that I've never done anything with. And I'm like, you know what? I'm probably never going to do anything with this. So I'm like, kind of like starting to just sort of use stuff up. Like this this trailer load of wood I just got. I haven't bought wood in a really long time. I've just been using up the stuff I have and making it fit, and making it work, and trying to really, you know. So I called mm. the pile down, you know, to a pretty manageable pile, and, and then I decided to get another trailer. But anyways, <laughs> you know, problem solved. But um, yeah, it's, yeah. you know, I kind of had this realization like when I was up there like in my loft area and I was like sorting, making a path to get through. I was like, I was like, I'm not saving the world by keeping this stuff up here. All I'm doing is giving my kids a headache to deal with when I die. Like it's just going to go to the dumpster then. Like I need to use this stuff up. Like otherwise we're not really, you know, I'm, you know, me saving yeah. it in this barn isn't really saving it. It's just delaying its inevitable ending up in the landfill. So that's like my goal is to not just delay it ending up in the landfill, but to really do something to, to put it back into service, you know? Mm -hmm. My problem is, is I don't have a cutoff point for which I'm aware <laughs> of anyways, where this piece is too small. Just throw it away. You're never going to use it. So I have like yeah. five gallon buckets full of like the tiniest scrap ever, because I think some way, somehow I'm going to end up using this or it's too nice and I feel bad throwing yep. it away. Like I have like this 75 year old 
pecan from a desk that I took apart. And I used all the panels and I, I did a ton of stuff with it. I made a bunch of those rolling trays. Um, but then I have like these little strips that are cutoffs from the CNC machine where I cut out the rolling tray and there's like a little, I'm, I'm talking about an inch by six inch scrap of this stuff and I'm keeping it. And then I think to myself, like, what are you mm. going to make yeah. out of this? Yeah. So, so I really, I have to do a culling and I just have to be like, bite the bullet. Listen, it's great. Chuck it anyway. The, the hard, the hardwood's tough. Yeah. yeah I, I think, you know, instead of worrying about how how much of it you have or how small the pieces are, maybe give yourself to help uh, a time limit because that's what I've been doing lately. It's just like, you know what? I haven't done anything with this for this amount of time. I'm not likely to do something with it now. You know what? I would have used it by now if I needed it instead mm-hmm. of that. Okay. How, you know, should I keep this or not? How about if it's, you know, or, or uh, the, what's the trick where, you know, I can't get some, I can't bring something until something goes out. That's a good idea. Maybe trying yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. See, I can just put something in the loft. I mean, so I just make room that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've, you've yeah. got the space for it. We my, don't. My problem is the, is the size. Cause like when it gets too small, it just, it's got to go. If it's big, I'll yeah. use it. But, it, but yeah, that's, I do the same thing. Yeah, I have all yeah. these little bits. Cause like, like uh, when I make a guitar, for instance, there's a little nut that's at the very end of the strings. It's about an inch and a half, two yep. inches, you know, by a quarter inch by a quarter inch. Right. And it's, I use hardwood. Sometimes I use metal. Sometimes I use some Corian or something. But, but so like I use ebony a lot. And so like that means that, you know, any of these really dense woods like that, that means that I can literally have a, a value to a piece of wood that's an inch and a half by a quarter inch by a quarter inch. So it makes it really f- difficult yeah. to throw anything away that's bigger than that because I see like, and so with those really hard, all the nice hardwoods and, or like little decorative things and inlays and this and that. But then it gets to a point where there's just so many of them, you know. Yeah, I was just gonna say that's that's what you would have to look at is because if you had enough to right. make ten thousand guitar nuts, no, I don't. Yeah. that's too much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I'm I'm there now as far as uh, yeah. saving that for yeah. like bridges and nuts for the guitars. Like, okay, I got all these little pieces. That pile got so big so quick because I'm like, well, I can make that out of it. But now that I have enough to make you know three hundred cigar box guitars, I probably yeah, I'm good for a while. You know. <laughs> I don't, it's gonna it's gonna take me 15 years to build that many guitars so mm. I, and i like feel like out of the i have the buckets and boxes where i or like you know if i'm say i'm cutting down a, a board like a walnut board and so then you know you, you're squaring it up and so you have that piece that you cut off to get a straight edge that's like you know it's like a half inch at one end and a quarter yes. inch at the other yes how, how, and, you, and you're like oh there's still some good wood in there and you save it but what with the one advantage i have that you guys don't have is that i heat my shop on wood and that yeah. is perfect right. kindling and so now i'm like you know, so I end up hanging on to the stuff for a while, but then around like February, March, when my wood pile starts getting low, that starts looking more like heat and less like project, you know? Right. You know, those those wedge pieces, I used to justify keeping them uh, because I was like, well, you know what? If I go, if I install a window, <laughs> little wedges <laughs> for the window or a door yep. or this wait, maybe I can everything. make a door jam. It's like, I don't really install windows yeah. or doors. I have, you know, in my lifetime, the odds of me, not being able to find a scrap piece of wood that I can make my own yeah. wedge with. Yeah, it's, it's tough, man. It's really tough. Yeah. And, and I'm so bad. Not only do I keep the cutoffs that Tim, you just talked about the half inch that goes down to the quarter inch. Mm. I keep the ones that are all end grain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I've done that. Like, what am I going to do with that? Nothing. Like you well, can't always, do anything with that. 
I have these fantasies about like making these pieces, like you know, taking all those little scraps that are all misshapen and like puzzle piecing them together to make a guitar body. So like, oh, these are all those yeah. cutoffs that nobody could ever find a use for. Resin, a resin body guitar, Tim. Yeah, there's a million things you could do, but I could also get that wood from those other larger pieces that I have that aren't like a like a finger cutting hazard on the table saw trying to trim up, you know. And no, like, what I'm saying, if you made a cast right of, yeah. a, of the body shape, through like Jimmy made that one, oh, and then toss all the, like a rat. Yeah, throw yeah. all those little scraps in there, fill it with resin. Heart, Peter Brown made the uh, the axe handle out of gummy bears and resin. You know, I did that um, long before I was making YouTube videos. You know the um, the the wood door uh, boat door hatches from the they were popular as coffee tables in like the seventies. They're from the forties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. World War II boats they had those wooden hatches. I I, I made my my sister a, a kitchen table out of one. It was actually a coffee table from this this club we used people used to hang out at, and, and there's a cool club in New Haven, Connecticut that closed down. And then it ended up in my buddy's uh, music space, and then he gave it to me, and I made it. Now it's my sister's table, and so it's kind of cool because it's been like reclaimed like four times, you know. Mm. But um, it has the holes where there's the metal bar that goes through. It looks like an ashtray almost there with the handles, and I dumped a bunch of scraps in there and filled it in with epoxy. But I didn't really know what I was right. I didn't really know what I was doing yet with the epoxy, so it was like cloudy, like I didn't. I, I poured too much in and, you know, I didn't like heat it, you know, so well, I, it was like it. literally my first time ever using epoxy. Would, would that be stable enough for a guitar body though? Probably. Yeah. That'd be I cool. mean, I made them out of hollow doors. I mean, how could be worse than that. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> yeah, I you have one. one. <laughs> it's not very good. <laughs> well, now that I know what I'm doing, no, it's not all that impressive. It was badass when I first got it though. <laughs> Think of how much you learned from it. I, I tried to talk you out of it too. You actually, I remember now. Yeah. You did like, no, you don't want this. Yes, yeah. I do. Send it to me. Yeah. I want you. You wanted it. It's a it's a wall hanger, you know. But uh, no, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's way original. Titanium is what that thing is. <laughs> <sighs> well, it is now because it's it's to me it's priceless. Well, you know, so that that's uh, that's a good thing to talk about. I'm. Um, I have uh, Casey's salon is moving. I think we've talked about this. So they've they've signed the lease on the new space. Construction's going to start. So I'm going to be involved in doing a lot of the fixtures and furnishings again, and using some of what's there. But there will be some stuff that I that they're not going to want. So now it's like, okay, do I do I reclaim the reclaim material from the reclaim furniture that I reclaimed <laughs> for them? Yeah. <laughs> reclaim yeah. yeah and it's like it's okay so i can take that like there for our example i know the front desk is not going to work it's got the but it's like it, i really like the front desk that i made for them it's this big beautiful thing but i'm gonna have to tear this apart and i'm gonna try and use the material in another design for something else inside the salon but there's that heartbreak that goes into something it's like i built this thing but now i gotta now i gotta basically tear it apart and yes it. yes i know what you mean yeah. Uh, just a quick thought. I don't know if it would work. I don't know how you would even do it, but I just love the idea. Say, I'm, I'm just picturing this table that's six feet long and you need to make it fit into like a four foot space. It might be kind of fun to like literally to like cut a chunk out of it with a chainsaw and then mend it and then mend it together <laughs> with like a, like a big butterfly. You know what I mean? Like just like mm -hmm. really like make it look intentionally like jagged, like a shark bit a chunk out right, of it, you right, know? Right. Like, mm, yeah, oh, yeah, cool. no, it was, just, you know what's funny it was about this big, beautiful thing I built, and then I had to cut it in half, and now it's this weird little thing. <laughs> yeah. there, there's a, a thing when this when this all first happened in the salon, um, 
I, I've told the story many times, but anyway, some designers came up with some designs and plans uh, for this space that was like five times what they told them their budget could be. But one of the things I did use from their designs that they paid for was the size of the reception desk. In other words, there was a picture of they want, they still wanted this size of a desk in this spot in the salon. And so that's what I built. I redesigned. I mean, it was my design, everything like that. But it's like, okay, they want And I believe it is. It's six, basically like a six foot square and you can walk underneath this arch to go to the front portion. That's a desk. It's this, cool. It's this beautiful yeah. thing. I built it modularly. So, um, it was set aside after I got it until the salon was ready to open. They finished the construction. I went in, I assembled this thing. So as I'm, I, that's like one day, two days later. Now I'm, I'm, I'm doing these, the, the stations. Cause I built everything basically modularly. So I'm getting ready to haul the stations to the salon now to put them together there. They're already built and done. And I get a phone call from one of Casey's partners. It's like, you know, that front desk, do you think it could be about six inches shorter? <laughs> Yeah. So I, I, it's funny that you're saying that now because I, I, I had to, after losing my mind completely and, and, and saying a bunch of stuff, you know, to the universe, uh, I calmly said, no, that's not how this works. You don't, you can't just make it shorter real quick. <laughs> real quick. No, <laughs> no. But, but now you're giving me the idea. I wonder if I could just chop it in half and piece it back together. <laughs> well, if you, if you made it like, um, like a joke, you know what I mean? Like that's like, I, I just kind of see it like, uh, like if it was like, comically, no, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Like a this big, thing, like a big metal does, staple. Like you took a giant, yeah. like 10 foot wide stapler and you know, I, they had a, um, uh, in, in the back room of the previous retail space, there was a countertop, like a kitchen countertop. It was maybe 10 foot long and it was a slab of redwood of live edge redwood. And I, I ended up using that for the front desk. So the part of the front desk where you would walk in and lean over and sign the papers and do whatever, like, you know, the reception part of it, that the, the, the receptionist is sitting behind is this now six foot long, um, live edge redwood slab that the desk is built around. I so I, I have that to reclaim. Wow. That's wow. That's a nice piece of wood. Hmm. Um, um so is someone, I'm, I'm hearing feedback. Yeah. Do you hear that? Phil. Did you, is, that your, is that your headphones, Phil? Is that better? Um, yes. yes, that's better. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I will say that there is some unobtainium in my life, though, that I don't, I, I, I just, I can't give up on. Like, I can't, like, like with a lot of stuff, I've gotten to this point, like, you know what? I'm just going to use it. I'm going to cut it up. I'm going to, I can get more. But there's a couple things that I have, like, Sometimes you find something and you, you get something that's just special. Mm. And that's where maybe that's the, the what we should be thinking about finding projects. But I can think of uh, the, the real prime examples I have are I've had visitors at my shop from other countries. Um, SA Maker from South Africa and um, and our buddy, Mr. Martin, Richard Martin over in England, the Woody Wood Seats there. And they brought wood from their respective countries that I have these little pieces of that I could make little projects out of. But at the same time, I almost feel like because I have these big, massive pieces of wood that I can cut up to make projects out of, like I kind of don't want to. That's yeah. like three hundred piece, three hundred year old piece of oak, you know, from England. Like, right, like, wow. And it's I could I could make stuff out of it, but it's almost like to me, 
it's more valuable just being the memory of the visit and being the piece of like, oh yeah, this is from England, it's 300 years old, than it is any project I could make. Well, it's more of a keepsake. So there are pieces like that. Like, so there are excuses to hang on to that piece of wood, I think, sometimes and not cut it. Yeah, it's know? a souvenir. Yeah, I guess. That's a, an easy way to say what I just said. well you know we don't always do this with material though um for example i uh i have hanging on my wall my my duresta ice pick that i don't actually use it's just because it's my duresta ice pick it's just it's it's hanging on the wall i just now took off my tin sway square and started using it, but it was more, it was like, I can't use that. These are, these are precious items to me. I have a, you know, I have these things that are, are tool oriented or meant to be used. Uh, and I won't because they have a different value. They're artifacts. You guys, but I know, like I I can speak for myself, like the square, I made that like for people to use, like, and I know that like, you know, uh, as a maker and and Rich Martin, they they be like, like well, we gave those to you because we want to see what you can make from them, you know what I mean? But then I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to make something. So you're almost like disrespecting the the gift giver. Yeah, but it's it's people people may have an idea of what you should do with your stuff, but it's yeah, your stuff. it's yeah. my stuff, yeah. Tim. You, you can do what I want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you used up that pile I gave you? Just about all the hardwood I have. Yeah, yeah. The pine isn't as exciting, you know that. And that that stuff I, I used to really save every scrap. Now I'm like, care less. Well, because so much of it. Because the the thing I was making out of a lot of that hardwood were these uh, these iPhone holders, mm-hmm. where I'd kind of laminate, I'd turn them sideways, and I'd laminate a few of them so I'd get a nice block, and then I'd dado out, uh, I guess, across so that you could just see the phone into it, and. Uh, and yeah, and I ran out of the hardwood, and to do it out of softwood just seems weird. I don't know. My iPhone it could be holder. Nice too. My iPhone holder at my shop is a piece of two by four that I just I just literally took onto the the miter saw, <laughs> and I just went halfway yeah. through a couple times. <laughs> Fancy. But you don't really sell those, I guess. <laughs> you guys have iPhone holders. Well, I make. Wow. I actually I made a lot of them, and I basically. I use them all as experiments about laminating and different combinations of wood. Yeah. And then every time I brought one to work, someone would say, oh, wow, that's really nice. I was like, oh, you like it? Yeah, it's really cool. Here, take it. And then I'd make another one and I tried something else. And then that happened like 20 times. That's awesome. So everyone, almost everyone in my office who I like has one. So, <laughs> so everybody knows now. They're like, oh, you have one of those? They're like, oh, Phil must like you. Huh? Oh, you didn't get one of Phil's? Uh- Correct. Yeah. So not not your pod mates who have given you gifts, but everybody else that you know that I gave you the gift of this podcast, William. Oh, it's been a real gift tonight. Let me tell you. Oh yeah, (laughs) it's the gift that keeps on giving. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we've talked about keepsakes and artifacts. What about just straight up? uh, Here's here's one you guys will laugh at me. I, uh, you know, I use my, I have a bunch of chisels that I use sometimes to actually chisel of course. Most of uh, yeah. paint cans and the screwdrivers, but I do have a nice set of English chisels. It's in a beautiful wooden box that has dust on it because they're so nice. I don't want to use them. Are you, but are you doing like fine wood joinery? No, but there are times when I could use a, a nice sharp chisel, a good sharp chisel. 
And you don't. And I won't use those because they're they're amazing. They're beautiful. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna waste. I yeah. A part of me, you're right. A part of me feels like that I'm not doing the quality of work that deserves even opening the box that they're in. Right. I know. I, I know, know how you feel. feel. Yeah. I I bought saw blades before. Really expensive saw blades for like. Um, you know, uh, diamond for cutting metal or something like that. It's like, here's a $150 saw blade. I'm never going to use this though, because you know, I, I can, I'll get out my angle grinder if I have to. Yeah. Well, yeah no, I've, I've, I've seen your work. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice guy. Sorry. Sorry, I had to. It was just wide open. <laughs> no, I, I do the same thing. I have, I have tools that are too nice for me to use. Sure. Right. You know, but is that a, is that a judgment that we that we pass on ourselves? It's like you know, okay, I'll wait until I get better at something. Well, I'm pretty darn good at most things I do. I, I probably should use my darn chisels. That's not what it is for me. But Tim had his hand up. Go ahead. Uh, just because of Spinal Tap. I'm just when Nigel's showing off his guitars and he's got the one guitar, you know, that like he's like so proud of, and he's basically it's like, have you ever seen that, Bill? Yeah, but I don't, you know me, I don't know. It's been a long time. Yeah, but he's got this one guitar that he's like showing off, and the guy's like, oh, wow, it's beautiful. He kind of reaches like he's, gonna, he's like, oh, no, don't touch it. Don't, you can't, you know, he's like, you know, don't even look at it. Don't, you can't even look at that one. Let's just move on. I don't even want you to look at it because <laughs> it's like so mm-hmm. unobtainium, you know, like that, that thing, like those, right. the, like that's what your chisels are, like Nigel's guitar. Right. It's like, why have it if you're not going to use it, right? Uh, for me, it's like uh, an example of something similar to what Bill said was, um, is my dado set. So I sprung for the the Freud $150, $160, 8-inch dado set. And I'll take it out when like the material feels like it deserves that. <laughs> because every time you use this stuff, you're risking chipping the carbide or – making it duller or uh, this is what goes on in my twisted head, right? So I'm damaging it every time I use it. So the stuff better be worth it. So I don't take it out for pine or whatever. Instead, I'll nip away with my, you know, three sixteenth inch blade, you know, to make a dado. I just, I just, it's a, it's a pain in the neck to, you gotta yeah, I was going to say, that's, that's what it is for me. If you've got, yeah. if you've got a project or cabinets or something, you have to make one dado, a lot of dados. Yeah. That's fine. But when you gotta, when you gotta put the dado set on, and the, if you're really going to be accurate, because you know, most of us do not use the shims. It's like, how close is it? All right. That'll work. Yeah. I don't but use you, But yeah. I use hockey tape. I'm just saying you can, you can set it up with the shims and everything and get the exact yeah. size dado you want to make yep. one dado. Yeah, I don't do that. Yeah. That would be lunacy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if you got, no, if you no, got, but I meant for repeatable stuff. Yeah. Like if I if I make but, this this. But you're uh, right. Dado stacks aren't cheap. Even cheap yeah. dado stacks aren't cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if if I make this big set of draw, uh, this credenza, you know, I'm gonna put all these drawers and it's got like nine drawers or something. I'll probably bust the dado stack out for that and do box joints, you know, because then it's worth it. But like when you gotta make like one drawer, it's like now nah, I'm gonna find another way. <laughs> you know, it's just not worth yeah. it. Like. Huh. I'll just uh, tack these together with yeah, glue and nails. Just, you know, I, well, I'll do a rabbit or something. You know, like good enough. enough. Yeah. Well, I, I think Tim, both you and I have a uh, brand new Festool palm sanders. I haven't opened mine out of the box yet. I haven't used mine in a long time. <laughs> 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 and I'm using my my Ryobi, and it's broken. Um, it's yeah. like it. The, there's something broken in the cog, so it just like spins way too fast and freely and stuff. But it still works. You know. 
And oh, my, my Craftsman, the one that I use, I've, I've ripped all the, the labels off of it. I've epoxied it back together because yeah. one part fell off and it's got the, the pad is so worn that I couldn't. The paper falls off. I, I could do a nice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like it's it's ridiculous. I'm still using that same same old thing because I don't want to use that brand new festival. Yeah. I don't even know if it works, to be honest with you, because I've never plugged it in. So. Well, plug it in before the warranty expires. Yeah. <laughs> oh, warranty's gone. It's been over a year. Um, yeah, no, it's I. I uh, use mine. I haven't used it in a little while, but uh, I, I use it. You know what I did is um because it takes a different sandpaper. Um, I bought the yeah. two twenty grit and one hundred fifty grit for the Festool. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa! It takes a different sandpaper. Yeah, the holes don't line up right for the like the for every everybody else, which kind of made me mad. I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't like that proprietary stuff. Are you sure? Because well like Diablo makes the like the universal Yeah, it's universal for everybody at Festool. Try and line it up. It won't line up. Oh, that's gonna be so I will not oh you no can still, you just ruined well, my you world. Still, you can still use it, but it doesn't it doesn't shed the dust properly. You know what I mean? Like if you no, then, if you put you, the, then you can't use it. I, I I'm sorry. Just just buy a hole puncher. Yeah, I mean no, you can do that this, too. This and then is you, wrong. But then if have, that's the case, I won't open it. I will spill. You want to buy a Festool standard? However, how much? Plus shipping, two seventy five. No. <laughs> um, Bad deal. The the uh, the Festool uh, sandpaper. If you if you you can buy it online, and it's not any more expensive than the. The Diablo stuff. It's like it's a, it's not like ridiculously where they're ripping you off on it, uh, and it's good stuff. So what I did is I bought the 150 and 220 for the Festool, and then I have up to 120, like 60, 80, 120 for the my other palm sander. And so I just that way I can preserve mm. my Festool by only using it for finish sanding. You know, I, I see some modifications mm. in my future. Oh yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of potential, and uh, I was I was pretty bummed by that too. I hate that proprietary thing. Like that's just come on, it's twenty eighteen. I mean, how hard can it be to drill some holes where the holes aren't, right? Well, you're gonna you just lose more sandpaper because there's already, <laughs> you know what I mean. But you could you could just make a. No, I mean on the bottom of the sand. Oh, oh, in the sand, right? Right. Why not just drill some? I holes? would love to see that YouTube video. It, you'll you'll get views. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the only guy to drill into a festool yeah. platen. You'll get views. I don't know if it's a platinum, no, but it's, it's not. It's not like some amazing means. sander. It's a hundred dollar sander. I mean, it's it's better than my my thirty dollar sander, but it's not. It's not unobtainium. Oh, must be not. It's only a hundred dollars. Excuse me. I'm using an eighteen dollar sander. Okay. What What are you using, like the? Oh well, yeah, well it, I'm, I'm. It using, is horrible. I'm using my elbow yeah. sander grease. Yeah. No, you're the, not. Um, yeah, I have. Um, was it the the cheap store uh, belt sander? And it's yeah, I mean, it's horrible. You know, it's just so yeah. loud and and like one of the ways they save money is the cord's super short. Like you can't plug it anywhere. It's always unplugging it. Whereas like the um, the Festool has this like eighteen foot long cord. It's a beautiful thing, and it, it's a quick connect disconnect too, so you can unconnect it. You know, yeah, and I, things like that make oh, it really nice. I see. I haven't even taken it out of the box. Like I said, I, but now I don't want to. I'm yeah. mad. No, man. you'll love it. Use it. I don't usually. I won't. I won't. I won't use it until you get the smell. When you turn the sander on and you get that that like burnt rubber smell because it's fried that's usually when i i stop using the tool and this stupid mm. little craftsman thing that i bought five years ago when the, mm. when i built the salon for the girls uh it's still running i don't you stop know, using man. it until it stops working <laughs> like that's what i'm saying yeah, you say, turn it on it goes yeah, exactly and you get that yeah. smell yeah. the smell you gotta have the smell yeah. you do have to have the smell 
I think we're done here. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. Oh, where uh, we're whose at. turn to do the iTunes review? Probably Bill's. Yours? No, it's yours, Bill. I think. No, I think it's me. No, you just did it last week. Bill. I did it. Did it? Did I? Yeah, I think it is Bill. Yeah. Actually, I I did do it last week. Oh, you guys. You guys. <laughs> right, hold on, just a minute. Okay, so um, reclaim audio. Should we should we start? Maybe maybe we should change the order so we do that after we do our what we're into, because it always works out this way to work in airspace. So this way we could hold on, just a minute. <laughs> no, no, no. Hang on a minute here. What's the rush, Tim? No, let's all sit here and let's wait. Just have some dead air for a minute in the middle of our podcast. Okay, um, you know what? I think it's a okay, great idea. I'm, re- I'm ready to scroll. Hold on, ready? Here we go. Okay, here we go. Here we go. You're ready to scroll. Okay, I'm just gonna scroll. Uh, and you guys can watch just to verify. So I'm just scrolling and I'm stopping. All right, there it is. All right, funny, original, and worth. Oh, it's from John Berard. Oh, nice. Oh. Professional. John Berard. Yeah. Uh, but I don't understand. Funny, original, and worth. Like he dot 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 like worthwhile, maybe he, this maybe is, your screen's just too small for it to, or you could keep reading and find out. I, I am. This is good stuff. If you are looking for multiple perspectives on making, and by that making useful items with the twist of finding gems in someone else's junk pile, these guys bring seriously fun ideas for your enjoyment. Great show, guys. John from MakerCast. Oh, nice. that's a knock. Wow. Come on, guys. Ready? Oh, come on, Phil. Come right. on. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Yeah. But I will tell you. I'm not a team player, I know. Yeah, I'm not a team player. Yeah. Do any of you play team sports? Yes. No, no you don't. Yes, either. I do. What's your team sport? Podcast host. My brain hurts. Yeah. That's not your brain you're rubbing right now, pal. It was my the bridge of my nose where the pain from my brain is currently being fo- What? <laughs> what grabbed your attention, Timothy? Would you um, say I have to? I have to look up his name. Um, mm, mm. Sure. Is this the same After guy who what just, you just did to me? <laughs> you are too much. It's like I, gee, I, yeah. I was shocked. I'm done. I can't believe I have. I'm to done do already. This. There's a guy, he's a YouTuber, his name is Dylan Marin, and I don't know anything about him, but apparently he, I guess he has a series called um, Unboxing, where he unboxes things like Prejudice, and like these like sort of like concepts, and so needless to say, that's gonna, you know, draw sorts of opinions, but what he, he has a, a new podcast called Conversations with People Who Hate Me, and what he what he's been doing is he's been finding people that put these like you know hate messages like you know trolls in my column whatever um, finding people that you know not people who are just saying stupid things but people that are just like objectively or, or disagreeing with him and having conversations mm-hmm. with him about well why did you write that on the internet um, and I've listened to a bunch of them and some of them are where he's just had people that have just written um, you know mean things to him. Um, and some of them are like where he moderates between like a person who's had a mean thing written to them and the person that's written that to just get these dialogues going. And they're not like, I mean, it's not like he's got like, you know, like neo Nazis coming on and, you know, or anything like that, but he's got these people that have strong opinions that are different than his. Uh, and he does a really good job of, of sort of conversing and moderating and, and being not getting defensive hmm. and just hearing out and uh, finding common ground, which is, uh, you know, a pretty important thing that needs to be done. Uh, more often, I believe, and so the podcast is is interesting. 
uh, just the concept alone. Um, I'd recommend checking out. A few I like episodes. it. I'm not I'm not super yeah, hooked cool. on it because I don't know anything about him or the topics a lot of times. But what's the name again? His his name is Dylan Marin M A R R O N, and um, the podcast is called Conversations with People Who Hate Me. Catchy title. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of that going on now where people are really trying to reach out, I think, uh, especially in podcasts yeah. and they're trying to get, I, I, I'm noticing that a lot where they're, they're just like, okay, we don't agree on this thing, but let's talk about it. You know, that, that's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I'm going to have to check it out. Yeah. <laughs> I like the, uh, I like the, the cover photo for it. It's just a dude sitting cross-legged yeah. with his All laptop. Relaxed. Yeah, he's just chill. Yeah. Conversations with people who hit, hate me, and there's a thumbs down. Yeah, yeah, Com- coming out of his computer screen. And, yeah, you know, it's clever. What's interesting is that you find is that you know people because right, there's so much of the, the the conversation is lost in text, you know, as we all know, and and so you find like someone writes something like pretty nasty and short, um, but there's so much backstory to it, and so you know when we read these comments, we, all we see is that short nasty thing, and then you get the backstory to it, and it doesn't really seem so nasty anymore sometimes you know um that was interesting well that's something I, yeah there's, that's something i'm proud of of our maker community is that um there's so many of us that do not agree on a lot of things right i mean there's our our community is so diverse mm-hmm. you know whether it's religion politics how to make something or whatever but but this community is uh, and, and that's kind of what i'm going to say but go ahead tim finish up i'll talk about our community. yeah well i was just going to say like it's made me think about like i have occasionally i'll have people write you know nasty or mean things on my videos and sometimes i leave them sometimes i res- respond with a joke or whatever you know and this and that but it made me think that i, I think from now on i'm going to write why did you say that you know <laughs> just just see if i can see if we get a response like see if, you know a little mini mm. version of that i was having a bad yeah. day you know yeah i'm sorry yeah, Phil I'm was sorry, I was crabby. He was yeah. stuck in Vegas, 100, 115 right. Why degrees. did you write that, sorry Phil? That. That's what they're all going to say. Why did you write that mean thing, Phil? <laughs> because Phillip. I hate Phillip. you and you should go away. <laughs> Wasn't that clear? Philip? <laughs> yeah, it seems yeah. pretty obvious. All right, who's next? Bill, oh. talk, ab- Bill talk about our community. Um, I am going to talk about our community. So somebody who we all know and love uh, Sterling Davis. He and his mm. wife were in New Jersey, Turnpike, got into an accident, and he reaches out to a maker, who Michael Anthony Murray, who I've had I've had the opportunity to hug both of these people, by the way. Um, but anyway, so you know, one one member of the community sees another member of the community in, in need, so Mike goes picks them up while their trucks being towed. Anyway, they got to spend time with Mike and his family, and it's like. How cool is that? Seriously, yeah. it's I mean, cool. How, it's beyond cool. So, and another another part of our community uh, that that I'm, I want to leave a link to, and we've had him on the podcast, Mr. Rory May. Um, and he's got a YouTube channel, but that's not what the link is for. The link is for his website, which is Dragon Forge Ltd. And not only does Rory uh, uh, work his butt off uh, making a successful business. Plus, he spends time making content to share with the rest of our community. Uh, and he's a, a, a blacksmith, by the way. Rory May is like the epitome of what a, a real blacksmith is. Um, but he, he makes stuff uh, for, for sale on his website and some, some small charms and whatnot. And he showed a picture of these little brass aspen leaves that he made. Hmm. 
and he had, I don't know if it was Instagram or something, but I'm like, well, gee, Willikers, my daughter's name is Aspen and she's coming to visit me. I should get one because her name is Aspen and Rory made this Aspen leaf out of brass. And I'm like, and he's like, got no more. And I'm like, dude, I just reconnected with my daughter and her name is Aspen. And he's like, I got you covered. And sure enough, he just, he just reached out and said, Hey, it's in the mail, blah, 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 blah. Check out Rory May. That that's pretty amazing. I'm going to be able to present my daughter with this amazing hand forged Aspen leaf. And that's how she was named is after an Aspen Grove, by the way, it was a moonlight walk and the beautiful Aspen leaves were shimmering. Anyway, I just, Rory, thank you. Cause again, not like he's not trying to support his own family and run a business and, you know, feed himself, but he took, he took some extra time and he did that. And I just love him. And thank you, Rory may check out dragon forge LTD. What about you, Phil? He's a good dude. Yes. I like Rory. Um, what grabbed my attention this week is uh, is a YouTube channel called Great Scott, and it ha- it's one word and it has an exclamation mark. And uh, this guy does some electronic work and circuitry, and and starts all the way from like very beginner stuff where he explains to you what all the different parts are, like uh, transistors and you know uh, capacitors and all that stuff, and then all the way up to you know uh, designing and and you know. Anyways, advanced circuitry, and it's really, really cool. And I'm just walk, uh, watching his back catalog of stuff. He's got a whole bunch of them, um, and uh, and I think that uh, he's terrific. He just explains things really well. He's got very slight German accent, but I, I find that uh, very precise. It's all about precision for German and for electronics, so it pairs well together. You know, I have a bass pickup. It was um, for my upright bass. It was always difficult to get these uh, i liked using magnetic pickups blah 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 and um i had bought one years and years ago from this guy in germany he made them and uh i had it for years and then something went wrong with it and so i had to go in and make a repair and i opened up the the case and it was like it was like this like opening up like an an 18th century watch or something like (laughs) and i was just like i was like yeah there's that like you know it's like that stereotypical like german like ingenuity and it was almost like arrogance it was so beautiful in there I was like, I, was like, <laughs> I like this guy. <laughs> I was, well, I yeah. didn't like him at the time because I'm not, I'm not good with a soldering iron. I had to get in there, but it was cool. Um, seeing Phil's passion for the electronics thing is going to be yeah, fun. I can't, I can't forward. wait to see how you transfer that into some of your content. But when you first said the the name of the YouTube channel, uh, Great Scott, I thought it was going to be like a tribute to Sean Connery, but you know, it's. That was funny. And then I was going to say, uh, what's also nice about... Tell it was funny because um, he had to say was it funny. was. <laughs> yeah, that exactly. That was yeah. funny. No. A great Scott, right? Yeah. A tribute to Sean Connor. <laughs> anyway, uh, coming coming across these channels that when you have an interest and a passion in, and I found this with mm. cigar box guitars, um, when they have a back catalog, that does, isn't that exciting? Yes. You're like, not only did I just fall in love with this guy's channel, he's got 50,000 yeah. videos I can yeah. go check yeah. out. So that's awesome. I do like that's that. Awesome. It's kind of like Tim. Tim's got 734 videos, I believe. Something now. like that. I've taken Is that all- the real number? No, it's in Is the, that the real number. It's in the 400s, 470 or something like that, but I've taken a lot of them down too. So this, that there would be higher if I left them all. Yeah. Okay. It was 734 probably. Okay. And on that super creepy note, <laughs> um, our channels Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, I'm Phil Pinsky, williamlutz.com 
Thank you to Justin Sparks, TimSway.net. Thank you to Jason Payne, NewPerspectivesMusic.com. Contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that great stuff. We love hearing from you guys. Uh, info at ReclaimedAudioPodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter at ReclaimedAudio. On iTunes, leave us them reviews. Super important uh, in getting people to see the podcast when they search for things like woodworking or reclaimed. And uh, patreon.com slash reclaimed audio. I said it before. I'll say it again. It's the best way to help support the show and to keep us on the air. So thank you to all of you who have and thank you to all of you who will. And on that note, have a great week, everyone. Bye, everybody. Yes, be good. No, really, be, be good. <laughs> or be good. <laughs>